Hi guys, welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, spirituality in general, and anything else in that realm. Today's episode is the second part to our three-part series with Grace and Shannon from the Reiki Loop. So you might be wondering why you just hear my voice in this intro, and that is because Arlene is currently making candles. It is holiday season, and yes, we make candles. Our candles are awesome, and all of our uh, limited edition holiday scents are available now. I'll have all of those linked down below. Um, before we get into the episode, I also want to remind you guys to follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at edarlene and Twitter at edpro underscore pgh. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel, and on that YouTube channel, we give out free distant Reiki. Uh, We give them out uh, pretty much like every day. If you also would like more uh, Reiki support, we'll have a Reiki session at the end of this episode, as we do with all of our episodes, and that will kick in when the music starts. And then we um, give out free Reiki on our mailing list. So yes, we are giving Reiki out all the time to everybody for whoever needs it. And you can sign up um, for Reiki on our website. And in addition, if you'd like a more personal session, we do that too. That's all on our website. We welcome you guys to become a patron and we give out uh, exclusive Patreon content. Now, uh, a little thing we're going to do before we start talking with Grace and Shannon. Yes, Arlene is in that part. Um, We are going to do a very fast oracle reading for our listeners. Now, uh, I just felt like it would be fun to do for this podcast. I usually don't do oracle or tarot readings um, with this specific deck. Now this is an angel deck that is out of print, but I felt called to do a reading for you guys and take what resonates. Maybe somebody needs to hear it. Who knows? All right. So I already pulled the cards for this and the first card is focus on service and this card is a reminder to live from the heart so especially like whenever you feel really scared or frustrated or worry or feel like you're suspended in in, like progress this card is a reminder to connect with your heart and then you can ask for help if you need to connect with your heart so whenever I say connect with your heart I'm meaning to be able to live in a place of like love and see people with love and see everything around you with love and then that will help things go much smoothly for you because it takes some of that like pressure off like you're not looking at people like they're the enemy or they're trying to take what's yours or whatever um so it's really cool to connect with your heart and this this card is a reminder to do that so you're going to try to see the world with love and then ask yourself how you can be of service and shift your focus to what makes you happy and how you can help others in the process so that you can lift that vibration In addition, this card usually comes to people um, when they're worried about their life mission. So if you're feeling like any insecurity about whether you're making enough money or um, if you're worried about being successful or how people will perceive you, um, it's, it's saying that you can shift your concerns to like, is this making me happy? Am I helping people? And use your natural talents, passions, and interests so that the the fields that this can open up before you, so that things can kind of fall into alignment with your highest soul purpose. Um, it's saying to release your worries and to be very try to be receptive to divine guidance, even if you feel like nervous about it. Even if you feel like you're like disconnected, it's telling you to like ask for that support, connect with your your heart, 
do the things that you love, and it'll help get you out of whatever weird funk you might be in. Um, and the thing that's funny is the second card that I pulled after that was there's nothing to worry about. So you can tell both of these cards are about worry, which makes sense. I mean, there's a lot going on and in the world, and that that can definitely make us feel like un, you know, like we're not grounded anymore. So this uh, card is actually, actually, I'm just going to read you what the card says before we get into like more of the meaning. So it says, the the thing that was powerful about um, pulling this card is this is, you are safe and this situation is under perfect control of divine providence and universal order. Only infuse loving thoughts and emotions into every situation to ensure the highest possible outcome flows effortlessly to you and through you, which definitely is connected to the focus on service card. Um, so now this one is sent to you because you've been worrying needlessly. And, and worry is a form of prayer. So like what we focus on, we all know is what we attract into our lives. And when we're worrying, we start to do the opposite of helping ourselves out. So um, this is saying to release those types of worries to the divine. It's saying that things are actually probably better than you imagine and, and on like a personal level. Try to avoid falling into these cycles of worry so that you don't draw in more and more negativity and that you don't like start to view the world through like a negative lens because once you start getting into one of those types of cycles, you'll start to look at everything wrong instead of everything that's right. So like the recommendations would be to a, um, try to get grounded again, depending on whatever's going on. Uh, B, you're going to want to try to connect with your heart, and you're going to want to um, ask for help in seeing the world with love. Now, if you're very empathic, this is a great time to start cutting cords and cleansing and all of that, just because things can be, you know, crazy out there. Um, and then the next recommendation is you're going to want to focus on service and how you can be of service with your natural talents your per and your abilities. And then to remember that you're always divinely supported and that you can always call on help when you need it. All right, that was the Oracle reading for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. So now let's get into the interview with Grace and Shannon from the Reiki Loop. So I wanted to talk to you guys about some of the um, other modalities that you're interested in. Like, what other things did you study on your spiritual journey? Like, what got you started and then what led you to the point that you're at now? I know my spiritual journey, I definitely had like a moment. Okay. And I can say it very clearly. It was my 22nd birthday. And it was me at my one friend's lake house, and I was just surrounded by people who I loved. And my most of my childhood and high school and college, I was depressed, and I was sick. And I didn't understand I was. Mm -hmm. Retrospect, and it's, it's hard to think back of where my mind was in those moments, because gosh, I love, like, I love who I am, my being, but I, I was hurting, and I didn't even know it. And I just had this moment at 22, and from the time of 17 through college, I suffered from binge eating disorder, and I kept it secret, which, you know, people don't realize that when you're, when you're ill mentally, those are the best actors and actresses. Mm, in the world. Yeah. Because you want to fit in, you want to feel seen, but you're not going to be seen. So it's like this self-deprecating loop that I was just living in. And but I was just with these people who I loved, and I just had this moment of 
saying like, you're going to give yourself the gift of health this year. And there was nothing attached to it. There wasn't like a diet. There wasn't a workout regimen. There wasn't discipline. It was just like health. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I allowed myself to just be for the first time in my life in my body without trying to change it. I just mm-hmm. allowed myself to be. And at that same time at 22, that was leaving undergrad, going to grad school was my grandpa who he was such a beautiful influence in my life, but right before I was leaving, he was on his deathbed. And so I spent the last month of being in um, my hometown pretty much at with him and my grandma and all of my aunts and uncles and cousins who were coming in to see him. And before I left, I knew that was going to be the last time I saw him, but he had, he gave me the best advice and which was be selfish. It was, you are in this time of your life where it's not about anyone else. It's about you. I want you to learn and grow for what you want and no one else. And I really took that to heart in grad school, which is why I say that was the most selfish time of my life. And it was the most healing time because it allowed me to meet the people I wanted to. I took the classes I wanted to. I learned everything I needed to in that grad program. I got every skill I need to out of it. I took care of my body out of love for the first time. Mm-hmm. I became really passionate about just like like eating healthy foods, which sounds so corny, but then I became really attracted to eating really healthy because it wasn't about macros. It was about health. It was about loving myself and feeling myself out of love. And it changed everything. So it became this loop that ended up leading to seeking what is that thing that was more, that guided me there Mm -hmm. because it was so obvious and profound. So that's what led me to listening to podcasts like the Balanced Blonde podcast and your podcast and (laughs) podcast and like, it just led me in the Rich Roll podcast. Like it just it led me to learning, listening, and buying a bunch of different books. And I had no idea what I was interested in, but I kind of grabbed from little things like a little bit of astrology and a little bit from human design. And then I understood Reiki a little bit. And then I like it just all of these things kind of mushed into a ball as I was, you know, throwing away all those layers I had built on the shit foundation, as you put it, Grace. <laughs> and rock bottom. That's honestly the most secure place you'll ever be because there's nothing built in it you're at the bottom you're there so it's the most secure spot ever and that's where i was in those moments and it allowed me to just explore and Mm -hmm. be the sag ascendant philosophical human i really wanted to be (laughs) (laughs) oh wow um so i you had on your um website it says that you combine spell work with um reiki so I'm curious, have you ever read, um, I know Chris Penzak has a book about Reiki and magic and about how, like, it's the similar. So, like, as Reiki practitioners, we're letting, like, the wisdom of Reiki kind of, like, guide that. But then, like, with magic, it's a little bit, there's a little bit different. um, And he goes over all, like, the differences, but how it is, like, very similar. So I was curious about how you, like, combine your spell work with, like, your healing. Right. So for me, it's a lot to do with how I see magic is, it's just, it's manifesting using the physical elements of the world. Mm -hmm. And in, like, most basic form. And that can be in cooking. That can be in just an anyday life. But how I bring almost, I think it's more I bring Reiki into that spell time. So when I'm when I'm combining these physical elements, I bring intention to each piece I'm putting into that pot, right? Or when I'm giving a session, how I create the circle and using different physical elements, I bring intention to each of those pieces while inviting in Reiki during the time. Mm. So really for me, magic is, yeah, utilizing the physical elements and bringing intention to them because it is an art. I... I've never been the person to read a recipe and actually follow it. 
ever. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) like, I'll grab little things from books, but it's an art and it's fun and it's play. And yeah, that's how (laughs) I combine it, really. Oh, that's really cool. And what about you, Grace? Yeah, so I I was a very like spiritual child, um, but I grew up Catholic, so I think it kind of, it um made me distrust some of my more psychic moments because it yeah. made me fearful of them. Yeah, fear um, <laughs> the devil or whatever, you know. Um, and it was interesting. I've recently been in a Catholic church. Um, it was for a funeral, but. I just noticed how many times we say that we're not worthy and we say like, you know, we're not worthy of God's love, but thank you, you know, basically. And I think about how that's shaped a lot of my life. Like I've had such a challenging relationship with religion um, and finding a way to separate spirituality from that has been what I think my work has been. So I've like, feel like I've had on and off with a bunch of different religions because I was just always looking for the answer. I was always open-minded to maybe something has something to teach me or to guide me closer to being more spiritually aligned. And um, I've tried a bunch of different things. Um, But it was interesting because I had a real low point um, in the spring of 2019. And I just felt very spiritually, like, ravaged, you know, just like I was... seeking that and it became so difficult to live life without expressing my spirituality and without exploring it in the ways that I need to without practicing Mm -hmm. spirituality and I think like Shannon's saying like I feel like there's a lot of things you can bring spirituality into you can bring it through intention and through presence and through just acknowledging you know your connection to source the fact that like we are made of love and that we are love and that we are loved and that we created divinely like all these things are like mantras i work with often to heal that sort of bruised part um that happened through religion you know through it was interesting because i remember i was like in the eighth grade and you're supposed to do this whole like you're baptized when you're born basically and you have to go through all the sacraments as a child and um oh funny story so we have to do confession and like I was nine years old when I had to do my first confession so I'm talking to the priest and like I remember being really nervous about what I was going to say because I was a pretty like nerdy good child (laughs) I was nine (laughs) so my first confession was me okay I had overheard somebody talking bad about somebody and I didn't say anything so like Mm -hmm. sin of bystanderism (laughs) something that I was like feeling guilty about right and so it's interesting just to think about these things and you know when supposed to go through confirmation when I was 14 I didn't want to and I was very hormonal and like you know fuck the man and you won't tell me what to do and I remember like the consequence for not going through confirmation was like well then you have to do a shit ton of homework so I was like fine I'm going to confirm to always be on the path to finding truth you know um and I did it in my little, like, conformist, rebellious way. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think there's been so many just special moments, especially in nature. I've gotten to travel a lot. I've been very fortunate. And I've gotten these experiences where I've gotten to live in Brazil and go to some of the most sacred, beautiful places. Um, I will say, like, I, I so I was living in Brazil for about a year and a half. Um, and... I found a really great yoga teacher there and she was a really spiritual person and I felt like I just kept discovering these places where there were all these different religions being practiced and spiritualities being expressed and even just seeing Catholicism expressed so differently mm-hmm. um, in South America than in my Irish Catholic upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. it was 
me start to like heal my relationship with that and I just find so much of my spirituality in nature um like the tools that help guide us to answers so I really enjoyed tarot and I still feel like I'm exploring the other modalities mm -hmm. like astrology always interests me human de design as Shannon mentioned I think is super fascinating um yeah, I don't know what's next because I think that that's what's also exciting is one of the like, like one of the things I keep becoming aware of is like this is the it's it's not the beginning because like you know it's a continuation but this the way that we're doing the Reiki loop I'm like so excited to see where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. um, what is possible once we start living and you know bringing this gift to the world like mm -hmm. what else be opened? Yeah. Um, and like a lot of stuff that I've been studying in this past year actually has to do with like pleasure. <laughs> and like sexuality yeah um, tantra like so those are the things that re really gravitate towards and i think that sexuality is so sacred and so i mean it's a lot of things right but it's just like your access to your own pleasure and truly enjoying the physical form like i find that to be something that i'm super interested in because again growing up catholics do plenty of good shit too you know like i don't want to like hate on the clicks like if you're catholic there's a lot of mysticism that is brought into the religion so that's yeah. cool but like the sexuality piece was like forbidden you know and like i wasn't given good information growing up about sexuality and i did not feel i felt a lot of shame even though i felt a lot of like curiosity and um you know i just I, there was a lot of shame carried with that and now as like you know a more mature person and somebody's starting to heal just the, that part of myself, I feel like, like, no, it's a place of, like, actual spiritual liberation and, like, expansion, and mm -hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah, and I really do, I love you going on this journey, so it's allowed us to meet some really cool people as well, just because we, I think specifically as women, we just weren't taught to embrace our body. Mm -hmm. yeah. We really weren't, we weren't taught enough for our bodies, and almost just to see, like, being in a physical human form what a gift and it is healing the body itself is healing and being able to experience pleasure in that way is healing mm -hmm. and being able to access is healing in different ways that we may not fully understand at this point but i love that you're exploring it i love how i think reiki has brought grace and i together in creating the reiki loop as a platform but we both have our like unique niche interests that we end up being drawn to. And I know for me, it had a lot to do with spell work and magic and using, yeah, like plants and herbs and shrooms and ayahuasca. Like, I want to know about all of those things. Like, that's where my yeah. mind is. But Grace is so embodied in just, like, who she is and being connected to the physical form, it seems so aligned with you. And giving that liberation to other women as well, It yes. To me, that's, like, what makes you just so beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. I really like that. I'm like a big, um, I've always said, like, honor the womb. I've always felt that in our society, we do not honor the womb at all. Like we force women to go back to work after they have children and they've just created, they've just birthed life. Like a human has just come from this, like what beautiful thing this is. And then our society's just like poo-poo's it. We're like trying to control our bodies. You know, yeah. we're trying to tell girls what they can do, what they can't do. And then that goes down into like sexuality and all that. But there's a lot of energy with that. Cause that's life force energy. I mean, this is something that's powerful and people do use that to like, balance their chakras to set intention yeah, um, to manifest so it's like really interesting that you're going on this journey i hope you like keep going with it like <laughs> well, and, yeah like i've definitely read like about some of these things and i've been like in my own just self-exploration and trying to figure out like what is my space in this world but also just enjoying learning about it and just understanding like you were saying 
there's been so many systems and there's so many rules and things on the on the like female body. Yeah. I just was talking about Catholicism, but my one of my theology teachers said that the reason, like the reason that men hate women, is because they're jealous of our ability to intimately create life, like intimately yeah. give life to this world. And you know, it, it really did flip the script for me because it was like, yeah, this is a a powerful like we our bodies are powerful and they're magnificent and. I just, we don't honor them enough, and I totally agree with you. And I think it's, I don't know, Shannon put this really great, like, I'm not, I'm going to kind of screw it up what you said. But she was just talking about, like, the masculine and, like, feminine energies. Like, masculine energy is really, like, trying to create order and structure. And so, like, religion is almost like an over-exercise of the masculine energy on the feminine energy. And feminine energy is kind of elusive and expansive and, like, very difficult to put in a box. And that's why it feels so abused, like, by religion. Like, spirituality feels abused, in some cases, mm-hmm. by religion. And, and sexuality, I think, is very much similar. Like, it's a spectrum. It's fluid. It's expansive. Yeah, it's- yeah no, it truly, like, there, I think, lies the difference between set religions and spirituality. Because spirituality really can encompass any and all religions. You can mm-hmm. learn from all religions. Because religion, in general, start off from places of love. Mm-hmm. Of them, and yet it was those boundaries and those rules and the books that defined it into boxes that you had to fit in. Mm-hmm. If you fit in it, then you don't you don't belong. It's a way to control, right? And the feminine divine, like it can't be, which is terrifying <laughs> to order society, right? Well, and it's so one of my favorite books is um, the. Uh, what is it? It's the pleasure activism, and, mm-hmm. and it's been so great. It's just a collection. Have you all read it before or heard no. of it? No, I'll send it to you guys afterwards. Okay. But it's really great because it's a collection of just like different like feminist and um, non-binary like literature around sexuality and politics, and just like how it how there's just been this like lack of liberation due to the way that we approach sexuality, the way that we approach policies, and they're all trying to like basically control. Yes. <laughs> And it's all a form of control. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, it, I mean, yeah. Even down to, like, how we, like, view menstruation, it's, like, gross. But how can it be gross if it's something that is, like, a part of, like, bringing life into the world? Like, why isn't it, like, why is, why are we told that, like, these certain things that make us women are disgusting, like breastfeeding or things like that? You know, it's, like, it's really interesting, like, when you, like, think about, society and then the perception of like what a woman should do and then you're like wait but like you're telling me that I have to change all these things that are what make me a woman and that are part of bringing life into this world like it's like weird it's just weird how like we perceive that and um I think a lot of people are kind of breaking out of that a little and um you know in regards to like organized religion it feels like sometimes organized religion can be more like enforcing the law instead of a, of the religion instead of allowing you to like explore that re- religion and belief and your connection to divine within it at one point religion was law and it created the state structure that we have initially yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah and there's good and bad and everything but going back to what you're saying about how society like sees menstruation or just the female body there's a quote I got from somewhere something and I don't know where at all but it hit me because it was saying once women stopped giving their blood to the earth and making ceremony out of menstruation is when war began because mm-hmm. blood is healing to the earth and the earth will crave it in one way or another whether it's within the divine feminine in love and release or in the masculine which mm-hmm. led to war when it's unchecked because both masculine and feminine when unchecked 
yeah extreme and they're supposed to balance and be in harmony and we haven't had that harmony in modern history so yeah things are changing it's shifting it is age of aquarius age of aquarius is here (laughs) rise of the matriarchy rise of the matriarchy Thank you.